What are you doing here? It's challenge day. You know we've influenced nearly every facet of white America. From our music to our style of dress, walk, talk, dress, mannerisms, we enrich your very existence. You should say thank you, man. Welcome to the Black Blue Podcast with Tariq Alamine. This is that space where we talk about entertainment, politics, arts, culture, religion, etc. And we center blackness in all of our discussions. Uh, today, our guest is Chi-Town's own Jamil F. Kareem, a.k.a. J. Sirius. He's been rapping since he was 15 years old. He's put out two works in 2003 with the group Impact. Now with his own company, Elite Regime, its debut project is J. Sirius' solo album titled Tested. Elite Regime is dedicated to all types of entertainment from music, screenplays, movie scripts to books. So we are pleased to welcome Jamil Kareem, a.k.a. J. Sirius, to the Black Blue Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. What's going on, brother? Man, just another another wonderful day. Um, just appreciative of all the opportunities that we have. I mean, we're in a great space um, where communication you know, has been really democratized, you know, because we're able to uh, build our own platforms. You know, we don't have to wait for somebody to put us on. Uh, and I think that's probably, I think the first thing I will begin with in the, in the conversation with you, uh, an artist of your caliber, is is an appreciation and a respect for the fact that you have uh, built your own platform, uh, you yeah. know, elite regime. And, uh, you know, and you continue to put out work and, you know, and I think that's just really important. But for those who don't, you know, this is their first introduction to Jay Sirius. This is their first introduction to you. Um, let's kind of start. Let's start at the beginning. Um, okay. Let's start at the beginning. Um, you're a Chi-Town uh, native? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Okay. Okay. And, you know, as, as a Muslim... Um, as a Muslim black American, and some of you might recognize that title, those of you who have uh, been listening to us from the beginning, that's the song we always go out with uh, at the end of each episode. But as a Muslim black American, and you, you title it in that fashion, how yeah. important is, has, how important is that, uh, not just that order, but that identity, <laughs> how important is that for you in your music and, and how is your upbringing um, uh, impacted that? How has it contributed to that to that awareness and that, that identity that you have um, taken? Right. Um, man, it's, it's important that you mention how it is, in fact, an order <clears throat> of importance. That's why it's, it's, it just so happened to sound like NBA, like the National Basketball Association. <laughs> but uh, it, it actually, you know, was in that order, Muslim, you know, and in and, and, in terms of Allah first, right. God first, you know, um, black, you know what I'm saying, and then American, you know, a lot of times Muslims feel like they have to disassociate themselves from being Americans um, and black, right. um, but we are both, and we can't, you know, act like we're not, you know what I'm saying, and uh, for me, uh, it's important that, you know, black people within the Muslim community and within the, the greater American society, um, we, we're just not respected like we should be. You know what I'm saying? And we've, we've left a lot. You know, we have a legacy in both this country and Islam. You know what I'm saying? And it's important that 
you know, we start taking that legacy seriously and we start taking ourselves seriously and we start seeing more honor in ourselves. And then, you know, that way, you know, once we project that from ourselves, everybody else will, will, will hop on board. They're going to have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, in, in that sense, yes, there, it was placed in order like that. And, you know, my upbringing, you know, my grandfather used to be um, heavily involved in the uh, Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, we got photos of him and Malcolm, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he, he was definitely a part of that movement. And, you know, he was he, early on in his life, you know what I'm saying? He was definitely in that sense of revolution, a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that matriculated and trickled down, uh, to the rest of this family, you know what I'm saying? Um, when we started following a more orthodox form of Islam, you know, that's my my grandfather was always corner in my in my corner, you know, teaching me about the importance of Allah and, and, and being strong, but also, you know, we had we had deep black roots, you know what I'm saying, in our in our family, you know, we got you know, it's always, I remember the age coming up when I was a shorty, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was coming over to, you know, to our house, and it was just just a bunch of black people, good food, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went, it was it was beautiful, man. And, and, and you know, I, I grew up in the era of Mejid al-Fatid over there on um, 47th Street. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being that, you know, that new hub for African Americans to, you know, go ahead and take care of their worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, I grew up in that era. I grew up, I remember driving down the street as a kid, you know, in the back seat when they was putting up the moon and the star on uh, Farrakhan's building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you know, black people have gone through a lot, especially here in Chicago, and, and, and becoming, you know, more and more and more closer to Islam and closer to a lost penalty. So it's 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 definitely something um that has always been in my roots, you know what I'm saying? So it's beautiful. You know, as a as a spiritual people, right, as a people mm-hmm. who have had to rely on an assurance of a life to come, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the, the physical, the, the physical wherewithal, the material resources um, were not, you know, were not present at, at so right. many points throughout our history. Uh, and we had to realize that there was more than just this life, right? So that's not something that was necessarily, uh, that wasn't a stretch for us to accept, Certainly. right, coming into to Islam. Um, but when, we, when, you, when you think about, when you think about those struggles, and then you think about coming into a, uh, a religion uh, that, that, that has this ideology of unity through diversity, we talk about this ummah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then also finding within it, right? Not everywhere, but finding within it so many instances that have replicated that same anti-blackness yeah. that we found, you know, outside, that we found, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be in the, in the Christian church, whether it be, you know, just just in the overall society. Um, how, how, how have you... How have you dealt with that? And... And mm-hmm. when was the when was the realization that these that, you know that some of the same issues that uh, that that black folks have dealt with outside of Islam are also being dealt with within Islam? Man, um, you know, man, I I um 
up until I was 12, you know, I went to a public school. I didn't really, I didn't have a culture shock until I was about 12. You know, I was always around black people. I was always around, you know, African-Americans, how we did things. It was just, you know, I live in the city. That's how it is. It wasn't until I turned 12, <coughs> excuse me, it wasn't until I, told, until I turned 12 that I went to a, a Muslim school mm-hmm. in Bridgeview, Illinois. And I remember the first word in Arabic I learned, which was Abid. Wow. And, and this was from, uh, you know, a kid, you know, it was, for them, it was normal speech. You know, this is dinner table talk. Yeah. This is, you know, when we talk about black people, this is the, the word we use. Now, trans- you know? translate that for those, you know, right. you know who, yeah. who don't know. Yeah, Abid means slave, literally means yeah. slave. Now, I, I, perhaps, I don't know. But mm-hmm. perhaps uh, somewhat what's happened with the word um, nigger, you know what I'm saying, and for, for black people, how we use it like it's water now. Right. Uh, perhaps the same thing has happened with the word Habib for Arabs, where it doesn't necessarily, to them, it doesn't necessarily, and I'm putting that to them in quotation marks, it doesn't necessarily mean slave when they talk about it with black people but regardless you can never remove the connotations of the fact that no this word being slave right and and why would you even attach such a word uh to to, to our group of people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying knowing knowing where we came from you know what i'm saying so in in, in that respect you know that when when i first heard that and learned what it meant and all of that i, I already knew i'm walking into you know that racism, you know what I'm saying? And so the interesting thing about it is, you know, as as I got older, you know, I realized there's certain things that, yeah, you know, we can invite you over for dinner. We can sit down and eat with you and, you know, we can give you money or if you, if you need it, you know, we can help you out. But there were certain things that were just off limits, one of those things being, you know, a black man, at least in those days, it's, it's changing now a little bit, mm-hmm. but a black man could marry an Arab sister wasn't happening just wasn't happening now and you mentioned that you mentioned that actually that's one of the uh the verses in uh, muslim black america yeah yeah and what's interesting about it is though we can't marry their daughters but they 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 don't they don't have as much as an issue with their sons marrying our daughters Hmm. you know what i'm saying they'll they'll allow it they might give him they might give him some headache about it you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day, they'll allow it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, it's so many different nuances, you know what I'm saying, that come with that. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of it is culture. A lot of it is, um, it's, it's racism, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I mean, like, you can't, you can't deny that. But as, as generations go on, people get older, um, the youth are changing. Things are changing. I don't want to make it sound like it's still stuck in that because it's not. But no, I mean we we we're disenfranchised in and outside of Islam, right? And it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate. But that and 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 that's why I, you know what I'm saying I, I mentioned that you know what I'm saying it's not the religion's fault. Islam no. is all about us being uni, you know united and and, and one ummah and every you know with some of the greatest Sahaba were black people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, but culture and 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 time and. And ignorance has has really poisoned the water of our religion to some extent. Yeah. Religion is still very pure; it's still water. But some people came and they 
they let off a few drops and it's this this darkness in it. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me play let me play just a little bit. Uh, and I'm still going to close out the show today with with the full with the full track. But let me play just a little bit, um, so folks can just can hear that 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 uh, that frustration, you know, articulated, um, uh, you know, in the song. So hang on hey. one second. Let's let's take a listen. They can't muster, cop a beat with some gas or a little swisher. Behind the glass, screaming I beat instead of mister. And some shit now, we the ones that built this big town. Let you eat in the hood, we getting kicked down. Why? Cause my swag ain't Middle Eastern. Or cause our hair is rough and we ain't eating. Become your brother in faith and still a part distant. Mary odds, but your daughters to us are off limits. Admit it. You look down on us, shake our hands with a smile, then go and clown on us. So those are those are some tremendously uh powerful lyrics. And 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 to, to kind of go back to what you just mentioned, it's not about painting kind of a doomsday picture, right? Where yeah. to say that things are not getting better because they are. They are getting better. But Certainly. But if they're not getting better on a uh, on a uh, on a structural level, on a systemic level, right? We have individual pockets of uh, you know of correction, right? But yeah. what we need in order for us to have the type of health uh, that that's going to allow us to really embody the beauty uh, of Islam is is going to be structural and systemic uh, correction, right? So and and I gotta I say. Go ahead, go ahead. I think it's twofold, though. For me, it's definitely it's definitely the responsibility of the Muslims to show black people, Muslim and non, yeah. the beauty of Islam. Right. At the same time, it is the responsibility of black people to want better, to want Islam, and to want to be a part of, you know, that greatness, to, to see that, no, that's for me too. You know what I'm saying? And I really feel like like black people were so beautiful. We're so amazing. We have so many great qualities and and we just need to live that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just need to be on that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 really not not worry about what this one thinks or what that one thinks and like like something that really kills me. Like if you go down in down any street in the hood, what you'll see is the gas stations are owned by the autos. Mm-hmm. You see uh, the candy store, which is, happens to unfortunately also be the liquor store, is owned by the Arab. Um, the cell phone shops are owned by the Arabs. The little gyro stores or where we get our food from are either owned by the Pakistani or they're owned by the Arabs. And the, and the, and the hair shops where we get our products at are owned by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. We don't own anything in the hood. Yeah, yeah. But we're the biggest consumers. We spend the most money. You know what I'm saying? And and my thing is, it's important for us to, I'm, I'm not saying kick these people out or none of that. I'm saying take some pride in what you are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we may only have pennies. Okay, let's put them pennies together, man, and make some dollars. Yeah. Well, you I know? mean, we're talking about, what is it, $1.2, $1.2 trillion economy uh, that the uh, black community, African-American community represents in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a huge, you know, that mm-hmm. that's a huge amount of money. So it's not just always about the pennies, but I think, I think what you what you're saying, it kind of points back to the, 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 the structural and the systemic 
yes, you know, things that we need to address because I'll put it like this. Um, Paulo uh, Freire, right? He's this uh, Brazilian educator, philosopher. He wrote um, Pedag uh, Pedagogy of the Press. He said that education is a political act, right? So when we, we think about that, um, the ways in which people are taught, they will have material outcomes, right? Yeah. So if you want to teach people to have a value for entrepreneurship, a value for, um, you know, a, a value for manufacturing, a value for uh, education, whatever the values are, these are things that, uh, that have to be instituted as a part of their educational oh. Certainly. Process. I agree about that. You know what I mean? So when we look at communities that, you know, today, you know, we, you know, you can't throw a rock and hit a black business, right? Mm. That was not always, you know, that was not always the case. There were systemic, um, you know. Removal. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, a disinvestment uh, in those communities. Um, it was absolutely, you know, put in a way that it kind of led us to where we are, but because we're not mm. having, we're not having any real type of uh, uh, impact on policy on systems, then we just become, you know, kind of victims of the, the system that's put in place. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So I agree, brother. Yeah. But your, your music uh, and your music, and I mentioned education. I want to attach this to your music because I think one of the, uh, one of the most important things in the world as far as changing and sensitizing people is is music, right? There was this, um, I remember this, it was this, this guy who was quoted, he said, I don't care who writes the laws as long as I can write the songs, mm. right? Because, you know, there's a power to the repetition that comes with, you know, that comes with, uh, with, with songs, with, you know, just the whole the structure of music, right? So mm. you're out here saying these types of things, right? You're, you're shining light on, areas that need to be you know addressed and just the more the, the wider your reach the more people that you have repeating those those lyrics recognizing these inequities uh right you got more people that are actually sensitized and ready to to change those things for the better is that something is that something that you are uh that you are deliberate about or would you say it's something that is simply a natural uh, part of your uh, your creative process that it just you know it just kind of comes out a little bit of both <laughs> definitely something like I don't I don't believe music should be made unless you have something to say yeah so I mean like I was just brought up like that musically you know what I'm saying like I have to tell you something that's valuable and important you walk away with this because this music thing is so powerful it would be a waste and a shame if I only talk about shorty with the, you know, fatty and, and, and out here doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, right. I'm wasting my time right. with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so having said that, yeah, it's, it's natural, but also it's targeted. Like, you know, I, I want, I, I, I'll sometimes depending on the seriousness of the song, you know, I might write that song for a month. You know, just just to make sure that I touched on everything that I wanted to touch on as creatively as I possibly can. Like it's it's also that's the other aspect of it for me. It's not just saying it, right? It's not just bringing it up, but how creative can I bring it up? How you know, that's the MC in me. You know, what I'm saying how lyrically can I get with that? So it takes time, 
But, I mean, for me, I, I, I really care about my messages. They're very important to me. And, and, and some of my biggest messages is, is you, know, you know, that we, you know, black people, at least with this particular song, mm. you know, we are to be respected. We are, we are, we primarily more than anything by ourselves. Mm. By ourselves, not, not by anybody else. Yes, because people are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to hate, they're going to, they whatever. But if you, black man, if you, black sister, don't see that you are valuable, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Nobody will, that's for sure. Give, give me your thoughts on this, because I was recently having a conversation where uh, we're talking about Black History Month and how mm-hmm. this is the month where most often it is, uh, it's a history of, You know, I guess I could say exceptionalism, right? We talk about this particular, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, George Washington Carver, you know, the work Mm -hmm. he did with the peanut and the sweet potatoes. And, and, you know, uh, and we talk about Madam C.J. Walker being the first millionaire, black millionaire. We talk about, you know, all these different inventors. And I mean, we point to these we point to these individual um, representations of, you know, of success. Right. And and yes, I think there's definitely value, right? Because especially for our children, they need to know what's possible, right? Yeah. But when you talk about educating the broader society, right? Because it, it can't just be, in my opinion, I don't like to hear what you what you think of this. I don't think it, it can just be that we educate ourselves and we feel good about ourselves, but the yeah. rest of society still holds these negative uh, views towards us. Oh yeah, Every, everybody needs to get retaught. Everybody. Right, but let me let me throw a wrinkle in there as well on this, uh, and that is, there's certainly a need for, uh, for inspirational education, right? And I think that's kind of what that represents for young uh, African American children, right? And even for you know for us old folks, but when it comes to the the the, the larger society, I don't think it's necessarily as much about talking about those instances of um of achievement as it is about expressing the pain that has been endured by black people right yeah. and i think because that pain is not is not really taught right because these you know most of these kids black or white they don't know about uh you know tulsa oklahoma they don't know about uh rosewood they don't know about uh springfield or uh, Elaine, Arkansas, right? These massacres. And, you know, and because of that, there's not a sensitivity, you know, on behalf of the dominant society. Yeah, go go ahead. But for me, for me, it's it's also, see, like, this is something that I I have recently become, not necessarily disgusted with, but something I don't like. Mm -hmm. And that is, and it's something that, you know, I'm a victim of two, and I need to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And that is, for me, it's not enough to just say, okay, you know, black people, we need to feel better about ourselves. Let's do that. And people, this is the stuff that's been bothering us. This is the pain. Look at all of this. But we have to literally start putting, uh, uh, I guess you could say, like, deadlines on, like, hey, look, we want this to change. Yeah. And we're not, and we're not, just, we're not just telling you that we want this to change. When, when can we expect this to be changed? And if it's not going to change, then we have to take it to the next level. 
Because to sit here and, and, and to live like this, that's not cool. And we can't. And, and, and I'm and I'm not talking about awesome Huey P stuff or any anything <laughs> on that level. I don't want people to take me uh, to get me twisted or that. All I'm saying is is that. And and you know whatever if if things ever get to that you know then then we'll deal with it accordingly. But my point is is that yo you know what I'm saying let's let's I'm I'm not gonna just sit back. I I I raised my voice. I said something. Now I need to see something, and I'm not gonna stop until I see it. And yeah. I think that's what happens with us is that we'll raise our voice, we'll say something, and then you know we fizzle out. Right. We fizzle out. Like I've seen so many marches. You know, happen like that. People go out and they protest and they protest and then they fizzle out. Well, let me ask this then, because I, I think that's a that's an excellent point. Um, you know, we can't simply be people that are just given to demonstrations of frustration and anger, but then that frustration uh, that frustration and anger never finds its way to actually changing policies or changing laws, right? Yeah. So. That's, you know, I think that kind of goes without saying that that's important. And then that connection is not always there. But I'm going to go back again to music, right? Because if you think about um, how empowering a song like, you know, uh, or the lyrics, you know, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, right? James yeah. Brown. Yeah. Um, you think about how that had a, a an actual impact on the people of that time, right? Right. And you had people that, you know, push for more uh, black studies, you know, on higher ed education. You had people that were um, that were that were trying to embrace the, the public, uh, a, a public acceptance. I don't want to say acceptance. I don't think that's the right word. I think a public uh, recognition that beauty right. comes in different. You know, it's multifaceted. Right. And and the future features that are, you know. Uh, typically understood to be uh, African features, because that's also another yeah. discussion. It's kind of why too, right? But the, <laughs> the but the, the the those features are beautiful features, right? right. So it, I mean, it led to a public dialogue that also had impact, um, in the actual you know in in the public space. So for you as an artist, and you said there's yeah. a responsibility to if you're gonna say something, say something that's worth, you know, that's worth saying. Yeah. What are some of the, the the policies? What are some of the um, what are some of the the concerns that you want to see kind of jump out of the the music, jump out of the lyrics uh, that that you share? Um, on on well, it's on multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say on a on a individual level, on a uh, level uh, in regards to. Uh, the people and how they see us, and on a governmental level, mm. you know what I'm saying. Um, on an individual level, you know, I think it's important for Black people themselves to just just have uh, more more, more self dignity. And, and and what I mean by self dignity, I don't just mean we look at ourselves as, as being dignified. You know, Black people also have this this fallacy of thinking that because they have money, yeah. that they're dignified. Okay. But you know, for for me, that's you know, dignity is your character, how you hold yourself, you know, how we treat ourselves, our women, how our women are, you know, what I'm saying all of that. That's 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 dignity, and I think that that's something that we really need to raise awareness within ourselves. 
Uh, and in doing that, you know, I, I think the people, you know, who, who are viewing from the outside in, you know, they need to understand, yo, you know, that we share this country, America. We all have to live here. We all have to live with each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, the disrespect, the disregard for us, that, that needs to discontinue. And we will no longer accept your disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, period. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the same time, while you're disrespecting us, you, you try to dress like us, your children listen to all our music. You know what I'm saying? We we are your popular culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, black people built this country. And many of me, we gave our sweat, our blood, and our tears. You know what I'm saying? And not, not just for this country, but just for the fact that we're human beings. Right. You know? We, we we deserve that from everybody, just like everybody deserves the same from us. Mm. And on a governmental level, you know, I was just reading, um, which makes me really, like, not trust the government whatsoever, but <laughs> uh, I was just reading about the uh, Tuskegee experiments. Yeah. And how, you know, they just, you know, they promised these people free health care and literally were injecting them with well, I believe it was uh, syphilis. Syphilis, yep. And just killed, just to see how long they could last. Black people, just to see how long black people could last with that. You know what I'm saying? And and I just think like... As they took that <clears> home, <throat> as they took that back home to their families. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, none the wiser. Yeah, that's that's diabolical. Yeah. And, and you know... You know, our schools, our schools are, you know, some, some of the poorest schools, at least here in Chicago. I don't know how it is in other, other states or whatever, but here in Chicago, you know, our schools are, are just, the inner city schools in the, in the black neighborhoods are terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know they, can, they can improve our school systems. They can, you know, provide us with better teachers, you know what I'm saying, Pro, you know, provide us. But it's not just resources, you know what I'm saying. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle. It's really a cycle. Everybody has to do their part in order for the cycle to work, mm-hmm. right? While they're providing us, because say, say for instance, they do provide us with the resources and the better schools and the better teachers, but if black people don't see that it's important to be educated and to be dignified, all of that won't matter. Yeah, yeah it'll I, just I, get destroyed. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. You saw the Gucci yeah. scandal, right? Instead, they yeah. got the sweater that looks like. You know, pull it up. It was a, a white model, and it looks like she's in blackface, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had some folks, you know, some um, uh, African American entertainers, you know, coming out uh, and activists as well. You know, calling them, you know, calling them out for it. Right. Um. How important? Not just how important, but why is there such a uh, such a uh, such an allegiance? Right, that that we have exhibited when it comes to uh, rushing to get whatever label, right? Um, yeah. Whatever label, you know, to, to put it out there, and then in a situation like this, we're left with those people acting as if they have no awareness of the type of support that they have from the uh, African American community. What, what what do you what do you say to that? I mean. I say that, you know, black people, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, and it's not just black people, uh, but but black people, because that's what we're talking about, right. uh, feel like 
Oh man, if I ain't got them new Jordans on. Like I remember when Jordan came out with a pair of shoes that were like eighty five dollars back in the day. <laughs> and he came out for him he came out with them so that people who couldn't afford the real Jordans could at least have Jordans. Right. And, and I remember all the people nobody bought them. Mm-hmm. Nobody bought them because they were too cheap. And the, and the reality of the matter is we want to, people feel like they're important because they buy nice things. Oh, look at my shoes. They cost me 150 Or oh, I'm riding around in that new Jag or whatever the case may be. I got, a, you know, whatever. You know, I got all these, you know, jewelry on. All. We value ourselves based on the possessions that we have and being able to afford them. So I think that, you know, that's, that's why people rush to that stuff because it makes them feel valuable. Uh, which is terrible at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, but it's even, and it's also just as terrible that here it is, the people who literally made you successful, who bought all of your things, you know, your, you know, in the case of Gucci, you know, all these, you know, black people who, who went out and, and, and buy this stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then you, and then you make fun of them. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, how is that even? How is you making this ad, you know what I'm saying, even not not suicide? Like, did, did you even think, man, if we do that, man, you know, we're just going to lose all the black people that support us because this is a slap in their face. Shows you how much respect they don't have. But you know what? Doesn't that speak directly to this uh, assumption of black deference, right? Mm. That no matter the injury, no matter the offense, whatever it is, we expect yeah. that you're going to bear it. Buy it. Yeah, you're gonna, you gonna, you gonna grin and bear it. You will yeah. turn the other cheek, and and you'll and you'll come back for more. You know, you'll say thank you. Can I have another? Um, so I mean that, that that's certainly a problem. But I want to also go back to uh, education once again because this educative process of uh, where we are taught to value consumption over manufacturing, mm. right? I mean, it speaks directly to. You know, you can go through any of the so-called um, lower-income neighborhoods throughout the city, uh, populated by black and brown folks, and still find people walking around with shoes that cost two hundred dollars, right? Um, still walking around with all all the trappings of material success. And of course, and, and I want to I want to just say this right here. So for for all you listening, that is another conversation when it's within itself. And I'm not. I'm not saying this to uh, put people down, right? That's not that's not my intent in saying this at all. Uh, right. The observation that this is just a result of that educative process, where you know, as you mentioned, material success means that I have value as a human being, but or material possessions, right, means I have value. Yeah. But we don't look at the value in being a producer, the value in being a um, you know, uh, you know, a manufacturer, you know, right. and these, these are two different, two different uh, outcomes of education. Um, and I don't mean to oversimplify that, right? Because there's, there's a lot to that, you know, that, that relates to the system and the structure and all of that. But tell me, uh, and I think you sort of said it, but I, I would kind of like you to expand a little bit more on it. Uh, when you said that, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to say something as an artist, it should be something of value. Right. All right. But we also know that we have a, a need. Uh, you know, we get our entertainment as well through art. Right. Sure. And sometimes, you know, you just want to kind of kick back and just 
enjoy whatever the story is, whatever the picture is being painted for you. Um, but but where's the line at, right? How many artists right now do we have that are really um, taking that responsibility on to, to, to re really try to make us think more and think with the with the intent of of bringing about some action. Well, I, I mean, I honestly believe that uh, the artists they're slaves. The reason why I say that, <laughs> no, seriously. I, I mean, I don't mean that to like in, in a disrespectful ma manner. They're slaves yeah, I'm sorry. I to the that. people. They're slaves to the people who buy their stuff. Yeah. Like they really feel like you know what? I can't make art that conscious or people will vibe to or that's just you know wholesome because nobody wants that mm. everybody wants me to talk about getting drunk to the wee hours of the night abusing this guy's girl or abusing that guy's girl or abusing my own girl you know they really want me to talk about pulling up in the nicest whips and and just you know crashing who cares i got 15 more at the house you know what i'm saying they right. want me to talk about that and so it's it's a it's a double-edged sword you know the artist is perpetuating the nonsense and the people are perpetuating the artist to continue the nonsense i guarantee you because all they care about is money if all the people wanted to hear about was the next you know just for for sake of an example the next bible verse every yeah. rapper be out here be scholars of the bible hmm. yeah because they trying to make this money and everybody wants to hear that and they, they, they're salesmen. They don't really care. They, at the end of the day, I'm trying to make this bread. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's, 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 it's rough. I'm not saying that all the music needs to be conscious because, I mean, who wants to hear that? <laughs> all the time. All the time, seriously. Right, like, right. I, I mean, you said it. Music is entertainment also. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But there's a way to entertain people. And, and this is where I walk that line, you know what I'm saying? Trying to find the, the most creative way to entertain people without being disrespectful to myself and people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, for, you know, for instance, like I'm, I'm working on a project right now. You know, I have a song where, you know, I'm talking about Muslims from all around the world, okay. right? And I thought it would be a good song where I could talk about the various cultures within Islam. You know what I'm saying? How, you know, whatever. I might go over to my Somali sister's house or brother's house and, you know what I'm saying, mm. eat this particular meal or, you know, whatever. If I want to taste the Egypt, I, you know, I rock with my Egyptian brothers or whatever. And really just entertain people by way of the things that they can identify with. Without me disrespecting this female or talking about getting drunk, using drugs, none of that, I don't have to do that. Right. So that's, the artist needs to become more creative in looking for things that they could talk about that, that's not disrespectful, it's not terrible in, in, in nature, but still entertaining that people can vibe to and rock to and just enjoy. Mm -hmm. you, know? you know what, let, let me... Let me uh, kind of zero in on a little, little something, uh, zero in on something a little more personal. Um, you have a song where you talk about an experience with your, uh, with your father. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and this was, I mean, it was such a moving, uh, such a moving track. Uh, yeah. And I, I want to just, I want to ask you, like, how difficult is it for you to share? Because I felt a lot of pain in that, <laughs> right? 
And yeah. how how difficult is it to share that type of uh, that type of experience and that type of emotion um, in your music? You know, you know, it's it's easy for me to listen to that song by myself. Mm-hmm. But you asked me to listen to it around people. Yeah, man, I can't. I can't. Like, I got. I got to get out. Like, I was sitting in the car with a couple of my homies mm-hmm. when we were about to release the album. We were, you know, reviewing the songs, and that song came on, and I had to. I had to get out. Like, I, oh, I was like, yo, change it. Change, go to the next one. Like, I, I can't. Did you feel exposed? Because, well, it's 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 definitely exposing, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't know. It's so much realer when like it's. It's a very like that that song I wrote it because I was angry. Yeah. You know, so I was angry that I had to deal with this world where my father left me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where he just simply could have been in my life and it just would have been different, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, as I get older, you know, I I learn how to cope with it more, but it's still like those those are wounds that are never really close up, you know. And my sister, when she heard the song, she uh, she called me up and was like, you know, crying and everything. And you know, I just, I can't take it, man. Like it's it's wow. it's really hard for me because, you know, that that's that's that's, that's personal, man. It's really, but but people need to hear that. You know why people need to hear that? Because there's so many other kids. I got same same thing. Like people will hear that song, like man, same thing. My dad, guy who I work with, his father is not in his life. You know what I'm saying? And he he heard that song and said he felt it. You know what I'm saying? So people need to hear your story to to draw inspiration from it, to hear it and be like, man, I, I, I feel your pain. I know all about that. I go through that. I went through that, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who am I to keep that from people? If it's going to help them. Right. You know, it's tough. Yeah. I never Don't ever ask me to perform it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So that's, you know what? And I, th- I think this kind of that statement really um, it, it speaks to a question that was that was uh, brewing in my mind as you were talking, uh, and that is, do you think when black men in particular share, uh, you know, traumatic events, you know, um, emotionally painful uh, episodes from their lives, do you think that? that this is something that is in short supply. And I say short supply because uh, it really, it goes counter to the perception, you know, of, of black men in general, you know, where most most of the time our artists, they're either talking about, um, you know, trivial matters, you know, it could be entertaining and it, it might yeah. be socially conscious, but it's certainly not, an, uh, it's certainly not exposing or sharing uh, any type of, uh, any type of pain. Yeah. Right. So, do do you think that that's something that we actually need more of? Um, yeah. From our from yeah. our male artists. Yeah, I, I mean, vulnerability is showing uh, showing the archer a target of where to shoot. This is where I'm vulnerable. This is where I'm weak at. Mm. Right here. This is the kink in my armor, and people just don't like to expose, especially men. Right. Uh, don't like to expose themselves like that. You know, we, we don't we don't like to show weakness because people unfortunately tend to try to exploit those weaknesses. But I think that if we wanna we wanna heal ourselves, number one, and if we wanna heal the world, uh, we, we have to we have to 
be vulnerable. We have to be open to people. Uh, and, you know, that that doesn't mean you share everything. Some things should never be shared, you know, publicly. But yeah. I, I think that a story like, for instance, with my father or whatever, because it's, it's such a it's such a real story and it's such a story that a lot of people are going through, particularly black people. There's a lot of black youth growing up without their fathers or their fathers not claiming them. Uh, you know, like my father, he, he literally said for a minute I wasn't his kid. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. So, yeah, so, you know, that's something that people have to, they need to hear, you know, that, hey, you know, I was on the phone with somebody uh, last night, and we were just talking about a situation that we both were going through, and, you know, the person was like, man, I can't believe so many people are going through this just like me. We need that. We need we need to hear that other people have, have, have are going through my same fight to identify with them and know that, hey, if you need me, I'm here for you. Mm. You know, come holler at me. I got you. I know what you're going through. Right. The support, the support that comes from that, yeah. from exposing that vulnerability. And to quote yeah. another Jay, you know, you Jay serious, right. but to quote another Jay, Jay-Z, um, right. who says, you know, how could you, how can you heal what you never reveal? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And th- and that's actually, I mean, you know, couldn't be any more direct and, and poignant than that. Um, but I would be wrong if I did not at least give a little bit, a snippet of that track. No, go ahead. So, so we're going to take a listen to uh, a little bit of Did You Love Me? Pops left the son alone, told him he was fatherless. Hated me enough, me, he didn't want to bother it. Didn't even think of him, uncle I would learn from. Grandpops, damn pops, why you got to burn a son? Mom's didn't mention you, deep down I resented you. Forgiving you, met you just a few times. Count them all on one hand, begging that in due time I would be a little man. Proud of me, yeah. Please else me like a bad dream. One night stand me, all I'm worth is a fast cream. Jazz be your heart. Why was I so abandoned? Cried at your funeral, felt cheated like I'm stranded. Not cause I miss you, shit, I forget you. Act like you ain't both me, pay back a bitch you. One question, one thing I could never get. How was I your first son, but treated so irrelevant? So that is, I mean, absolutely powerful. Um, and, you know, and, you know, and, and may Allah bless you for sharing that type of uh, that type of, of, of anger and pain and frustration. And hopefully, as you said, by sharing it, it can help somebody else, you know, at the very least to reach yeah. out and, and, and get some help. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask this because we're, you know, we're starting to wind down a little bit. Um, yeah. As 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 an independent artist um, who has traveled uh, and, uh, you know, who continues to, you know, be creative and, and work and, you, and you're developing other uh, artists as well. Uh, yeah, so. I uh, so I work with some other some other rappers, some other uh I was just on the phone before I started talking to you with another brother who uh, was waiting on me to send him some beats. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I work with different artists every now and then. Yeah. So I want to ask you, do you think, you know, as an independent artist, um, and I mentioned earlier on that, you know, the the communication highway is just open now, right? Everybody can develop a <coughs> platform. Yeah. Um, 
do you think that we're at a time now where artists need to reassess their uh, expectations of, of 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 the industry and maybe redefine their definition of what it means to be a successful artist uh, in today's uh, in today's um, you know industry? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Uh, I, I definitely think, as far as the, the music game is concerned. I personally feel like it's, it's oversaturated. Yeah. I think there's, there's too many people doing the same thing. There's a lot of artists who sound the same, and I feel like, you know, with with the current technology where people can now create their own platform through, you know, various types of social media, they can reach people who are in another part of the world, you know, you have the opportunity to put together something that nobody's ever heard. Mm-hmm. And they should take that that opportunity and not try to but see I should say everybody because everybody I think what everybody's looking for is not necessarily to put out art you know everybody's looking you know I'm trying to get rich I'm trying to get paid I'm trying to have this money and so what they what they tend to do is like okay well what's the formula Hmm. okay this person sounds like he's doing successful let me try and sound like him you know and I come from the I come from the 90s you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm often told that, you know, I, I, I remind people of, of the way music used to sound in, in some in some areas of my music. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, man, I just, I care about my art. I love it. And I want to be able to put something together that specifically Muslims, but everybody in general can vibe to, listen to, and not feel like, you know what I'm saying, we got to worry about, you know what I'm saying, what we're listening to because it's so terrible, you know. And at the same, and at the same time, you know, I want to do it well. And I feel like for me, you know, that the current platform and the way things are put together, I have that opportunity to do it. At, at where you know it's not going to cost me a lot of money to do it. You know, I remember back in the day, uh, if you talking about putting out an album, and you wanted people to hear it, you know. Aside from studio time and all of that, you had to go pay somebody to print up a thousand CDs, and you had to hustle them CDs. I don't know if you remember back in the day in the shot they had uh, the, the this crew. I forgot their name, but they you know they was on the streets always hustling. Soldiers at war. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Just uh-huh. hustling, you know what I'm saying, knocking them out. You know what I'm saying. That's what you had to do back in the day. Yeah. Now, you can get online. As long as you got enough friends, tell your friends to share it, you know what I'm saying, push it through Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, all of these different, you know what I'm saying, social medias, and really get heard yeah. for free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and, and, and allow people to go have a, if you got a website, great. If you don't, you can go to SoundCloud, put your stuff up, let people download it off of there. I mean, it's you can do all of this for free. Yeah. Charge people CD uh, songs per song. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, none of this was happening. So that the game is open. It is open, but people have to put together something that's unique and beautiful. And I think that that's where I guess it's kind of lacking that right now, uh, in my opinion. You know, you got some people who are really doing it. Like you know, like some people who, in my opinion, are are just incredible. You know, and and another thing that I, I find difficult, though, I do find this to be difficult, even though that, you know, you have the market so open now that you can, you know, do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if you don't have a machine behind you. Oh, yeah. Help, 
help and promote you, it, yeah. it, it can be it can be difficult still. Yeah, you I mean, you, you need a team. Yeah, right. You I do. Mean, it's really difficult to be a one uh, one man, one woman operation. Yeah, no, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't think of a better uh, you know a better response to that. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a great platform. It's wide open, and be unique. Right. So I think I hope I hope you aspiring artists, uh, any of you who are, you know, in the industry who are who are looking to create art uh, and elevate your voice that you really take that that commentary to heart. Right. Be 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 unique. Do something that is original. Um, My brother, please share with the Black Glue uh, podcast uh, uh, audience how they can keep up with your work, how they can, uh, you know, where you're on social media and uh all of that uh good stuff yeah we, we're actually trying to um we're trying to make everything like on one place where they can see all of my stuff at and uh you know i, I have a I have a facebook page and all of that but i I'd much rather people go to youtube okay. uh, uh which is uh elite regime that's our channel e l i t e regime r e g i m e and there is all of my songs, all stuff I did from like 2012. Some of that stuff is up there. Um, so, you know, some of the new stuff, the album Tested is on there. Uh, the two new videos I have circulating is on there. And that's where all content is going to get released first because we're not trying to just do music. We later on trying to do, you know, some YouTube uh, episodes and, you know, other things involving, um, you know, filming and all that type of stuff. So, I mean... That's where the hub is going to be at for now, and, you know, that's where we're at. Okay. Good stuff. Brother, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. And uh, we want to definitely stay connected. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it, brother, for uh, sure. Yes, sir. That's not right. All right, Mr. Right. All right. That was Jamil Kareem, a.k.a. J. Sirius, Shartown's own. Uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Remember to follow us on social media. You'll find us on Instagram at Black Glue Podcast. That's Black Glue Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at BLK. That's B as in Black LK Glue Podcast. BLK Glue Podcast. And if you want to contact us by email, you can do so at the Black Glue Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, it is always a pleasure, and we're looking forward to next time. And as always, we are going to go out with Jay Sirius, Chi Town's yeah. own Muslim Black American. First off, all praises are lost, saved them. The black man and African from enslavement. So I love this thing, can never deface it. But some of y'all that follow us, hella racist. Face it, we was taught to hate black. So the lighter you is, the more you attract. I'm finna pull coats here and choke fear when the smoke clear. We still black, so oh dear. Why my skin breed them grief? All we want is a hua instead of beef. Poor folks so broke, but more jokes. Yeah, we worn out. Some of us drinking and snort dope. 400 plus plus poverty break the man's spirit. But how you ridicule the drunk that you hand spirits? My skin color of thin brothers that dim others. Cause they write and they light is something they can't muster. Copper beat with some gas or a little swisher. Behind the glass screaming I beat instead of mister. And some shit now we the ones that built this big town. Let you eat in the hood, we getting kicked down. Why? Cause my swag ain't Middle Eastern. Or cause I hear it's rough and we ain't eating 
Become your brother in faith and still a part distant. Mary odds, but your daughters to us are off limits. Admit it, you look down on us. Shake our hands with a smile, then go and clown on us. So all that talk about a prophet was just a cash thing. You ain't mean giving honor to all these black kings. We at the table now, we'll have to accept it. See more blacks on us sooner, so respect it. So all my niggas, we naked, so don't forget it. A law perfect that is man. So please tell me what, what it is. My skin color is in my culture. Got you acting like vultures. Please tell me what it is. Am I not human? Am I not you? What's with the hate you consume? So please tell me what it is. My skin color is in my culture. Got you acting like vultures. Please tell me what it is. Am I not human? Am I not you? What's with the hate you consume? Blue jackets are too savage. Pull us over, we too black in that new caddy. A slur for every nigga. And a slew of cover up for every trigger. Figures, they pull them back without charge. And make the laws that put us blacks behind bars. And tell our women these niggas they need jobs. Keep her in prayer, but deliver him to the side. They all hate us, deem that we the lawbreakers. It's comfortable to live when you the only lawmaker. And when you bow and do wrong, look how the law shake. Three months in and turn it out after hard break. Closing our schools, imposing out dues to hold us out new. With no hope to grow and outdo, they so we're not cool. Our lifestyle, they can't afford it. That's why we move in nice cars and rock Jordans. That's why we rock, we the stencils and pop corks, man. Gucci up and Louis down to feel important. Color blinds, it's invisible segregation. It's color lines drawn on written education. And you ain't never gonna make it. Cause you racing against racists and mass racists. Some decide to be Oreos just to strive. Writing up they swag so they can thrive. Come on. Zoom in.